Chapter 8. Sandy Gets His Name Have you thought about what you're going to call him? Hatsy asked. Sure, I've got a lot of time to think on these things the last few days, Pete replied. He's mostly the color those dunes are sometimes, and he came from the dunes. His name's going to be Sandy. Okay. Now you've got him. What are you going to do with him? The old man asked impishly. First thing I'm going to do is let him cool off, Pete replied. He's thirsty, but I'm going to give him a good rest before he has a drink. Given any thought as to how he's going to get water? He's in the corral and there's no water there. If you let him out, you can have the fun of chasing him again. And next time, he won't stop this side of the Mexican border. Here was a stumper. Pete hadn't thought how he was going to water the wild horse while he was in the corral. Well, I'll give you a hand this time, Hatsy said. But from now till you graduate, you're going to do the rest of your homework yourself. He's your horse, and you'll have to take care of him. Pete looked the corral over more carefully than he had before. There was some grass inside, but after it was gone... How was he going to feed Sandy? He hadn't thought of that either. What are we going to do for feed? Pete said guiltily. You might share your cornflakes with him, Hatsy said with a grin. We can't let him out to pasture, Pete thought out loud. He's not even broke enough to lead on a tether rope. We'd have an awful time getting hobbles on him right now. So what are you going to do? Hatsy asked. I guess I'll have to bring him food, Pete decided. Can we get some hay at the ranch? There's some hay in my wagon, Hatsy confessed. I brought a bale along just in case. Well, let's get it, Pete said eagerly. Hold on, Hatsy said. He won't starve in there. Let him rest, get some grass. That's what he's used to anyway. Later on, we can see about that hay. Hatsy paused, then went on. I'm going to go down and get old Chief. He'll be pretty thirsty and tired out there on the sand. I'll bring out my bedroll and some chuck. You go get your bedroll where you left it on the mountain. We're camping here tonight. Tomorrow, we'll bring the wagon and make our permanent camp near the corral. It does a new horse a lot of good to have friends around. It does any horse some good. Hatsy rode off on Polka Dot, who had been carefully tethered away from the stream, so he had not had a drink all day. And don't you water raindrop till I get back, the old man called over his shoulder. Pete wondered about this, but asked no questions at the time. He had other things on his mind. A couple of hours later, Pete rode in with his Sugans, and not long after, Hatsy came back up the trail with his bedroll behind the cantle of his saddle. Pushing slowly along behind him was Old Chief. When the dog saw Pete, he gave a tired but cheerful bark of recognition, then just dropped down in the grass, panting. How's this fine stallion? Hatsy asked. Been eating any grass yet? Pete, who had been hanging over the bars of the gate watching Sandy with pride and fascination, answered, Yes, he's been nibbling for a while. He'll be ready for water, then, Hatsy said. He brought both the Appaloosas up close to the gate, hobbled them, took off their saddles. Then the old man produced three buckets he had hidden in the bushes. Pete filled them at the stream. 
He carried one for each of the Appaloosas and placed the third one inside the corral. The Appaloosas sloshed water down their dry throats. It wasn't long before Sandy, imitating the other horses and being famished for water himself, moved cautiously toward the bucket which was near the gate, and the other horses. He was soon taking his water in great gulps. That's the way we're going to gentle Sandy, Hatsy said. He can learn a lot by copying the Appaloosies. None of the rough stuff for us. I couldn't ride a bucking bronc anyway, and you're not going to try. Hatsy went downwind from the corral and out of sight. There he built a fire over which to prepare Chuck for the two of them. All the time he was busy with his cooking, Pete hung over the rails of the corral gate and talked to his horse in a low tone of voice with every sound of friendliness he could put into the words. Sandy, you're my horse. You're mine. You're going to be a good horse. No one will ever notice your feet are oversized. You don't need to be scared, old chief here. He barks sometimes, but he's a good dog with horses. Sandy, you're my horse. You sure have a good feel for horses, son, the old man said quietly as he came close to the corral. But don't talk too much. It might make the animal nervous. It doesn't do any horse good to have a whole gab fest going on around him all the time. Another thing, when you start to gentle him, never make a quick move. Slow and easy. You'll have that horse eaten out of your hand before long. Did you bring any sugar? No, I didn't. I never thought of that. I didn't either, the old man said. Because it ain't needed. We won't use any sugar to do the job. But every now and then, a little tidbit won't hurt at all. Tired though he was, Sandy stomped and snorted and sniffed in the corral all night long. In the morning, he watched with bright, attentive eyes the saddling of the two Appaloosas as Hatsy and Pete prepared to get the wagon. It was a tricky job to maneuver the wagon through the rough country where no road led, but Hatsy managed it expertly. A few times Pete had to get out and chop down small aspens that blocked the way. At last, they clattered across the creek and up into the little park at the corral. Their arrival excited Sandy, who plunged from one side to another of his small enclosure. His proud head was up and his tail spiked as he made short dashes back and forth. The excitement of watching the men unpack kept Sandy nervous and edgy as the morning wore on. He jumped when Pete rattled the pot hooks and the Dutch oven that he set down at the spot where they decided they would have their campfire. "'Shall I take out the hay?' Pete called from across the wagon. "'No, nah, I'll leave it there to keep dry,' Hatsy answered. "'When Sandy's used up all the grass, we'll give him a lesson in the table manners.' Then Hatsy explained his plan. They would tether the Appaloosas just outside the corral gate and let them eat off the grass there first, as Sandy was grazing inside. Then, when they all needed a good meal, Pete and Hatsy would throw down hay. One thing a horse has is a good memory, Hatsy said. He'll remember that other horses eat hay, and that hay is good, and that you and I gave hay to horses when they was hungry. As the unpacking went on, Raindrop and Polka Dog grazed near the gate. Once in a while, they put their long, dark necks curiously over the top bar and looked at Sandy. He danced a little, trotted back and forth, and looked toward them with obvious interest. At last, Pete walked quietly to the crowd and stood beside the Appaloosas. Sandy watched him and kept his distance. Pete looked at his horse's well-muscled shoulders and thighs. "'You've got what it takes,' he said. "'You'll be a strong running horse.' You're going to be a good all-round cow horse, so good that I can work next summer as a regular cow hand. 
The following day, Pete spent some time putting a braided hackamore on Polka Dot's head, then taking it off and letting the Appaloosa snuggle up to him. Next, he put the hackamore on Raindrop, took it off, and patted that horse's beautiful dark cheek. Toward the end of the afternoon, Sandy was more and more curious and less and less afraid to stand near the gate. Finally, he put his head across the bars so that Pete could touch him. Pete's hand shot up to stroke the sculptured neck. But the quick movement sent Sandy racing to the back of the corral in fear. Pete was angry with himself. I wonder if I'll ever learn to do things gradually instead of all of a sudden, he thought. It'll take him a while to get that close again. Later, Hatsy told Pete to go and practice with his rope a little way off from the corral so as not to frighten Sandy. Pete spent his time making easy throws on it, out onto a patch of grass. No big swings, no fancy casts at first. Next day, Hatsy said, Now try casts at this old tree stump. Just dab your noose on that post that's about a thousand times from different distance. Pete went eagerly to work at first, learning the ways of his rope. And then the monotony of the routine began to bore him. Constant repetition of the same thing was just too much. Pete threw his rope down impatiently and went over to the corral wishing he could get on Sandy right now and ride off. Trouble with you is you want to get someplace without bothering to get there, Hattie said. Looks like somebody's got to gentle you before you could gentle your horse. Pete was too annoyed to answer and he suspected that Hattie was right. Still, that didn't make him like it. When he had calmed down a little, Hatsy said, Okay, next thing on the menu is roping the Appaloosies. This was a change, at least, and Pete welcomed it. He took the hobbles off Raindrop and cast his rope with all the strength of his arm. This was more like it. The loop sailed through the air beyond Raindrop's head. Pete looked around at Hatsy, and before the old man could say a word, Pete remarked, I know, I was too anxious. It's going to be right next time. And it was. He took turns roping first raindrop, then polka dot. This went on for some time, the Appaloosas showing no fright. They had been trained early to respond to the rope. Often during the next days, Hatsy talked to Pete about gentling horses. He had no truck with the theory that they should be broken in a day. This in mine is a soft eastern way, Hatsy pointed out. They say it makes one man horses. I say it's a good way. And it's a poor specimen of a man who can't handle a horse I gentled. I like a horse to keep his spirit. And Sandy there has lots of spirit. He showed that the minute he came in here. Pete looked at Sandy and saw that he was as lively as any horse could be. He was fresh and rested now and well filled out. Somehow Pete felt his prancing from one side of the corral to the other was much for delight in living as it was for the desire to be back with the other Mustangs. Sandy seemed to be enjoying it where he was.